Testing, testing. One, two, three. We're on the air. Here's your boy Jay Marie here, <clears throat> here with you this morning. Uh, just stopped to get my coffee. Or actually doing this show on the road, um, because I fell asleep last night and didn't get to do a show. So we're coming to you from. From uh, quarantine, and not really, I'm not quarantining myself, but we are here. The world is shutting down everywhere around us. People are staying home. I work on the road. I'm a small business owner. Um, uh, we could get into what kind of business later, uh, but I service yards, so I drive around town all day, and uh, traffic has been very light. Um, I guess a lot of people are staying home due to the fear mongering. <laughs> uh, so we'll just, we'll just talk a little bit about Corona today um, since it's happening around us right now. As you probably might have already figured, have you heard episode two is like, I, I'm not scared of what's going on. I'm not fearful of pandemic or anything like this. Uh, I, I feel like it's it's and it's more uh, close to you know a spreading flu or some kind uh, and that we shouldn't you know shouldn't shut down society because there's a flu um, so you know I'm not really scared I'm just gonna go on about my business keep doing everything I, I, I can do. Uh, I'm more worried about the reaction of the people who are buying up all the food and toilet paper and stuff like that. Um, our supply chains are not affected by what's going on. The supplies will be filled and stocked. Just let the trucks come to your store and refill the, the shelves and everything's going to be okay. Um, I'm a little bit worried more also on the power that certain governments are taking, telling you to be able to shut, you know, basically becoming your partner and telling you if you're a small business owner, like a restaurant owner, telling you you cannot serve people and you better keep your your doors closed. Here in Dallas, um, the so they put the order out and... Um, and with that order came the message that said, uh, I mean, when the mayors, when the mayor announced it, he also announced that, hey, we're going to have our code enforcement people out with officers making, enforcing the shutdown rule. So what does that say to us? That says it is now illegal for you, a small business owner, to serve people inside your dining room. Why? Because the city said so. Years ago, I'm not sure if this law still exists, but here in Dallas, there was a, a ordinance, not a law, an ordinance that made it illegal for me to, okay, you know how when it's cold in the mornings during the winter, you might go and turn your car on outside and you come back in, make your coffee or whatever, let the, the uh, engine warm up. Um, so in Dallas, there's an ordinance that makes that illegal. And the reasoning behind the ordinance 
is because there was some cases uh, where somebody left a car on at the gas station and, and then maybe, you know, there was a crook and he jumped in and he took off in the car. Uh, and, you know, that happens all the time. But that's the reasoning behind the ordinance of, hey, don't leave your car on without you being in it. So it, it, tur- it, it basically turns a, a uh, common legal behavior illegal um, for, the, for the mere fact that somebody might jump in my car and drive off in it. So I'm breaking the law by some, because of some, <laughs> some mind reading, like who could tell what's going to happen? How do we know if it's going to happen or not? But to mitigate that, that unknown, we'll just go ahead and make it, we'll, we'll just go ahead and punish you, the law abiding citizen. Nothing has been stolen. No one tried to steal your car. You went inside, you made your coffee, your car warmed up, you came out and went to work. But you are breaking the law now. Same thing with this with this restaurant thing. Um, how far, how far, how far will it go? Um, there's a, there was a story, and I'm sorry, I don't think I can pull it up um, at the moment, because I'm driving. And, uh, you know, no devices while we're driving, we want to be safe. But um, we'll look it up, and I will, and I will um, point it out maybe on my next pod. Um, so a guy was ordered quarantine because he was found to have the virus, and and he didn't want to stay inside his house, so he you know came outside or whatever, and they sent police to his house. They surrounded his house with several police officers to enforce the quarantine. That is what should be scaring us. Not the flu, not the sniffles, not this 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 quote unquote pandemic. It's a flu, guys. What should be scaring us is the power grab that some of these municipalities are gonna try to do. That they're gonna try to overreach and it always happens. It always happens. So that should scare that should scare us more. I have a friend in Mexico. Uh, he lives in um, Playa del Carmen, which is near Cancun, a couple hours from Cancun. And uh, I spoke with him this morning, and he says that uh, the panic is barely starting over where he's at because you know it's a it is a tourist town, and he actually works at a resort. And news came through today that there's no, there's no cruise liners porting. There's no flights coming in. So the entire industry, the entire tourism industry is, is in shock at the moment there in Playa um, because, because that's, that's the livelihood. That's what people live off of over there in that city specifically. And in others, of course. Um, so people are starting to panic a little bit. Said um, the stores are are being emptied out and stuff. Um, 
It's like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> what the heck is going on? I just, I kind of wish there would be more, less fear mongering, more calm and cooler heads. Uh, but unfortunately, we are where we are right now because because of the way that things unfolded. Okay, so anyhow, let's go. Let's move on. We got it. We had enough of that. Uh, if anything important comes up, sure, we'll talk about it. But I think one thing we need to talk about, because there's so many people, maybe some of you out there, who are going to be in quarantine or are limiting your exposure to people, maybe changing, you know, your routine a little bit just to kind of do your part, which is, which is cool. Um, yeah, we can, all, we can all do our part. And in some ways, we have no choice. Uh, my gyms here in Dallas, gyms are closed, bars, restaurants, you know. So here in Dallas, we got to, and it's probably similar wherever you're at. Um, we're going we're gonna to have to find something to keep our minds busy. I am so used to hitting the gym, you know, three, four, five times a day running um, 15, 20, 25 miles a week. Uh, at the moment, with the gym being closed, I have to figure out because I I have several things to use at home. I got some some weights at home, but not. I don't have a setup at home. That's why I would go to the gym, make it a little easier uh, to get a good workout in. So now I got to figure out what to do with my time. Uh, I can go run, definitely. The weather's been pretty shitty here in, in North Texas the past few days. Uh, I do Spartan races. That race got canceled this weekend. I was, I was going to San Antonio. I was gonna go to San Antonio, but they canceled the race because of the virus. Uh, so that was something I was really looking forward to. I love to train and I stayed busy, but now it's like a, a, a full halt um, to my routine. And I did notice, I started noticing yesterday, and it's only been today's like day number three of, of, of quarantine. And like I said, I'm not quarantining myself, but since the city got shut down basically and uh i'm starting to feel the uh, psychological negative uh, effects the not a hopelessness but more like uh, oh my god what am i gonna do now because my routine is messed up and i mean we're resilient i i i love pushing myself you know, I love training. So, I mean, I will find, I will find a way to get through this. Uh, my concern is more folks who don't have an outlet. Uh, like, my outlet is the gym. My outlet, my outlet is running. And I'm worried about folks who, who maybe don't have that sort of outlet, who are going to be locked in home or staying more, most, um, time in, indoors or working from home or whatnot, um, they, I, I, to, to find uh, uh, some solace, you know, to find some meaning while they're at home. <sighs> Coffee, delicious.
So I do wanted to offer a few tips. Um, audiobooks. I love audiobooks. You know that. I've mentioned it to you. But we're going to say it again. I love audiobooks. And all the classics um, are on YouTube. So search whatever, you, whatever you're looking for. 1984, George Orwell. Plato's Republic, all of it, the Gulag Archipelago. So what we want to do is fill our time with something meaningful. Sure, we can play video games or watch movies, but you know, how many movies are you going to watch? You know, I, I binge on shows, definitely, when, say, the season, the new season of Narcos Mexico came out. Oh, yeah, I binged it. I watched it in two days, in two evenings. Got home from work, went to the gym, got, you know, um, did my thing. And um, downtime is when I do those things, bench, I bench. Uh, but being home all day, how long can you bench? I mean, for how many days in a row? See? So we want to find, uh, we want to find things that keep us entertained. Games, puzzles, drawing. If you, if you're already in a, a draw, if you like to draw or paint, um, you know, do do something like that. Draw, pull out your pad, pull out your paints, read a book, take a walk at the park. I am seeing more people walking. Well, I don't know if it's more people, but I am noticing more people in the neighborhoods that I service out and about. Because you don't want to stay indoors all day long. So I want to find something to do. You want to give yourself meaning. And if there's something you've been wanting to do for a while, and now you have time on your hand because you're going to be indoors more, more likely, more than usual, go for it. I'm all about self-improvement. I've been through my past is very bumpy. And I'm, as, much, as many of us, our lives are. Life is no... Um, Life can be rough all across to many people. But one thing that we can look forward to is the capacity and the ability for us to, to change our manners, our behaviors, our ways of living, our ways of doing things to make our lives just a little bit, a little bit better. And uh, I'm a big proponent in that. And one of my things is fitness. Through fitness, I've been able to gather, um, to strengthen who I am, to, to strengthen my, my mind, my body, my soul, through education also. And it's brought a, it's brought a peace into my life, a peace that I haven't really felt ever, uh, I don't think. I, I can't ever remember feeling this much at peace other than maybe when I was a child and had not a worry in the world. Strengthen your mind. How do we strengthen our mind? Our mind is a muscle. We got to use it. Um, the reason I love the, I love communicating and talking is because while we talk about certain things, I mean, sure, you can sit around and, and you know, um, Joke around with friends, fun stuff, stuff that really has no meaning. That's fine. 
but we can exercise our mind by by making it work. How do we make it work? By thinking of, of by thinking of issues or events or problems or trying to solve a problem or just looking at things that we haven't really looked at before. We get in our gears, you know, the little gears inside our head, like a little hamster wheel that's inside our head. We need to we need to get that hamster moving. That's how we exercise our mind. And um, the more you learn in whatever discipline it may be, whether a skill, um, you know, you read books on history or law, um, political science, whatever it may be, you're, it's like adding weight. When you do curls uh, at the, at the uh, gym, you know, you can do 10 pound curls and okay, pretty light. But as you add more weight, that's what strengthens the muscle. So the more things you're adding, the more information you're adding to your brain, it's like the more weight you're adding to the workout. So learn as much as you can. There's things that you're interested in that maybe you haven't really looked into. Um, I mean, one day out of nowhere, um, well, it was actually, well, let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know, I, I study Christianity. I study Christian theology. And at one point, uh, there was this moment during my studies that I, I wanted more. I had just finished reading the book of Proverbs and I love Proverbs. Proverbs is, is just like, just wisdom. Just, just. It's just a big old bowl of wisdom. <laughs> I don't know how, how better to explain it. And I finished reading Proverbs and I was thinking to myself, there was this desire inside of me that said, I want more of this. See, I want more of this wisdom, these words. And I had actually, uh, my dad actually also, uh, so I had read some, some Proverbs and I also read the Sermon of the Mount. Um, and I wanted more of that type of wisdom. And then something, it's like a light bulb that switched on inside of my head that said, seek out the teachings of the Buddha, right? It was just like something I hadn't, I had never considered studying Buddha or anything. I mean, somewhat, but never tried, never in, jumped in, never looked at it or anything. But at that moment, I, I heard and it wasn't like I heard a voice, hey, hey, look at the Buddha. No, it was just a feeling inside that said, check out the Buddha. So I went online, and the first book that came up was the Dhammapada. And I, it was on audio on YouTube. And I listened to it, and it was perfect. It was beautiful. It was exactly what I was looking for. Uh, it's like a Proverbs. It's like a Proverbs type book. It's just wisdom of behavior, of human behavior, and how to, you know, some of it even falls a little bit uh, almost psychological, sociological, even because it just talks about certain behaviors. And when you hear it, when you read it, you know it's just right. It's it's the words are just so right. And there's no. Uh, there's no denying the truth in those words. And that's beautiful. 
So when you learn when you learn something new, when you reach out to something new, sometimes you might you might surprise yourself. You might even be shocked a little bit. Um, the the Plato's Republic it blew me away the first time I because I originally before I bought a hard a hard copy I heard it I downloaded it on audiobook <clears throat> and uh, probably went to it to, went through it two or three times uh, before I bought the hard copy to mark it up but there's just so much wisdom in that book and I loved it and it and it and and jumping into that basically uh, propelled me forward into wanting to learn more about um, philosophy. So I dug into Socrates, you know, the Apology, the the, the four dialogues or five dialogues. <sighs> Started jumping into things like Cicero, uh, Aristotle. And there's just so much information out there, and our minds are very capable. One of the hard things for me, um, I didn't start educating myself till I was, in a, till I was, you know, till a few years ago. <laughs> well, I'm already an adult, um, and so, so my retention, my my ability to retain information is pretty good. But just like anything else, it has to be repetitious, you know. So, so that that I, I've listened to the Republic countless times. I have no idea. I can't remember how many times I've listened to it now. But the repetition is what keeps it. What is and me being interested in is what keeps it, the information pretty fresh in my mind. Sometimes it's hard uh, to remember certain information that's new because your mind remembers, like, I know I saw this somewhere. I know I saw this article. I know I remember hearing about this book, or I know I remember I read this book, but I can't recall the name of the author. Those type of things. But it is stored. It is stored in the main hard drive of our mind. So, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to, Learn as much as you can about as much as you can. All things, as many things as you can. You come across some very interesting information that's out there. And you, of course, you want to do trusted sources. Um, I like, personally, the classics. That's about as, as straightforward as it can get. So I rather, uh, I had, a, so before I, before I, I did the Republic, I had heard a gentleman's theory or his his explanation of, of what Plato was saying in the Republic. So that is what got me interested in it. But once I once I studied, once I went straight to the source, I had a better idea of what he was talking about and my own ideas as far as what I thought he might have wrong. Um, the gentleman that I heard uh, speaking about the Republic. And there were several things that I said, no, no, I think this, I think this is different. Uh, so going directly to the source, you'll get, you'll get the, the, the information directly. So you're not getting it secondhand. 
you can, you know, when you're in, and you're taking the class in college, you got your professor out, up there, and he's the in, intermediary. He's in the middle of you and and whatever subject it is you're you're listen, you're studying. So he can have he or she can have their own interpretations of, of what you're studying. And they can offer their, hey, this is what I think, this is what I think. You should read it yourself so you can develop your own uh, your own thoughts about a particular subject. Going directly to the source. And then, so if we're, if we're talking about news or that type of information, political news, political information, laws, those type of things, you want to go to a, a trusted source. There's all kinds of sources out there, and not everybody tells the truth. There's always, uh, you will encounter spin. Um, you will encounter things that are untrue. But do your due diligence, uh, read up, uh, dig, ask questions. Um, we have a very powerful tool in our hands. Google. It's called Google. And uh, you can ask it anything. <laughs> you want to know how far the sun is from the earth? Hey, Google. Right? So study. Inform yourself. Educate yourself. Uh, the more educated we are, the better off we'll be. And when I say education, I don't necessarily mean having to go to college or community college or anything like that. You can educate yourself at home on your own time. There's podcasts. There's audiobooks. You know, I, I, I am lucky because my, uh, my line of work, I'm on the road all day. So all I have is time. There is no excuse for me not to take advantage of the time that I have to myself to try to better myself by, by educating myself. And that's what I do constantly. I mean, my routine daily, once I leave the house, I turn my pods on. If I have if I've nothing to catch up on, uh, and caught up, I'll look for new, new pods. Uh, I'll buy an audiobook. I'll go to YouTube, listen to a classic. So all day when I'm doing my my work, I'm earning a living, and at the same time I am strengthening my mind. So once I get home in the evening, I don't most some. Sometimes I, I do just shut it off. Uh, my routine would be go to the gym. And while I'm at the gym, depending if it's something interesting on a pod, I would continue listening to it while I'm at the gym. Um, most times, though, it's music because the music helps get your heart rate up and all those good things. So I, uh, it's mostly music. But what I'm saying is so I got to cut off time. And once I get home, I do my home stuff, eat, watch some TV if there's nothing on, 
then put an audio on or catch up on a on a pod or something. But it's constant influx of information, constant, constant, constant. I try not to I try not to slow the flow of it. Some days we do get burned out. I get burned out sometimes, uh, so we jump around. I I say we sorry because a couple buddies of mine do the same thing. Uh, we're all pod fans, and what we do is we kind of jump around from subject to subject. Like um, I'll do <clears throat> politics, you know, for a while, and then once that gets uh, once that gets repetitive and redundant and everything's just same old stuff, you know, then I'll jump to like history or philosophy. You know, one of my go-to um, is Jordan Peterson. I hope that you guys have heard of him. If not, look him up. If you want to start off with small clips, you can go look for motivational clips that people put on YouTube, uh, like the Mulligan Brothers. They got some really good ones on there from him, from some of his lectures and speeches. And if you want to jump right in, you can get his books, 12 Rules for Life, um, as the Maps of Meaning. And then he has a whole series of, of lectures that he's given. And there are a lot of, there's a lot of it available online. So please check him out. He is, uh, he is one of my go-to, if not my go-to guy um, for these things. He's, um, he knows exactly what he's talking about and he's helped me put my life in order. Ah, coffee, delicious. So we want to better ourselves and we want to take every opportunity that we have, that we can, to, to make that one tiny improvement. It is like... Um, Interest. What is it called? Compound. Compound interest. If you make one slight, slight, tiny little change in something that in, in, in the way you behave every day, one change, one tiny little behavior. How, how much can you imagine how much you would have changed? Would you would change in a year's time, in two years time, in, in 10 years time? By constantly staying focused on our behavior, by by us being a, our own disciplinary, by me telling myself, no, you need to get up and go to the gym. You need to go run. You need to uh, get that audio book you've been wanting. You need to turn this on. You need to. We need to hold ourselves to account because nobody else will. It all starts from within ourselves. You will have to want a desire to change. You have to be honest with yourself and say to yourself, I need to change. Whatever it may be. It might be, you know, certain behaviors that you don't like about yourself. Maybe you're short-tempered. Maybe maybe you got a propensity to alcoholism or drug, drug addiction or cheating on your wife. Whatever it may be. When you're honest with yourself and you point out to yourself, I need to, I need to address this part of who I am. And by focusing in on it is how we can change it. If I don't know what's wrong with me, if I don't, not that I don't know what's wrong, if I don't uh, acknowledge what's wrong with me, you know, uh, a behavior or, or whatever, if I don't acknowledge it, how am I supposed to address it? We want to be honest with ourselves. We want to look at ourselves as if we are someone else looking at us and judging us on our behaviors on our words have you ever you ever been 
it's, it's like something like this. You ever been speaking with somebody and you say something and then as you leave or later on or even at even after you say it in your mind you're thinking dang it that didn't sound good or that didn't come out right that's the kind of behavior we have to get more used to catching ourselves when we're slipping noticing when we're starting to falter Noticing our behaviors, uh, the way we talk to each other, the way we behave. If I'm if I'm bitter, I want to I want to know it. And how would I know if I'm bitter? But by staying on top of myself, by by staying on top of my behavior, by looking at myself as an outsider would, judging me, me judging me by this particular standard will let me know. You know what, dude? You're being bitter. And it's, and it's affecting your relationships. You're being bitter and you're acting an asshole with your friends or your family. Why are, and then, then it would be like, okay, so why am I bitter? I have to start digging in. What's, why, why am I bitter? And then we can, we can do, you know, an examination into ourselves and try to figure out, but, but it has to be, it has to come with honesty within ourselves to ourselves. Don't we need, we need to stop lying to ourselves. And once we do that, it makes life just that much little bit easier to deal with. We want to stop lying to ourselves. We want to be honest with ourselves by asking ourselves questions of why, of how come, who, what, where. So see, I might be having a problem with my, uh, with my significant other, with my spouse, with my girlfriend, with my boyfriend. And and that problem that I'm having with my with my other could be why I am bitter. So, so if I want to stop being bitter and being a jerk to all of my friends, then I need to address the underlying issue, which is okay. Maybe I need to straighten out my relationship problems over here. You know, sometimes there's other stuff. You know, drugs, drug addiction alcoholism those toxins in our body if I drink every day alcohol or or drugs if I do drugs all the time those toxins build up in your body and they do affect how we behave they do affect how we think they will affect our behavior to our friends to our family to the world around us that is just because it's a chemical because it's now it's a chemical issue I went clean and sober for four years. Feels great. <laughs> Feels great. Now I do, and so I didn't do the twelve step program, nothing like that. I just decided one day that I needed to 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 stop, you know, to stop drinking, and to stop smoking marijuana, and you know, those you know, and partying and doing drugs. So I decided, you know what, that's it. And I went cold turkey four years. Boom, felt great feel great even still now I have had some drinks lately uh, you know just a little uh, casual drinking but the important thing is that my body was flushed out of all of those toxins that had built up over the years and your body actually feels great you're more clear you're more clear-headed you're thinking a little better your body has more energy I actually started running half marathons after I went clean. 
started doing obstacle races. So that was my my foot. That got my foot in the door into into this lifestyle that I live now by clearing up my mind. I gave myself that opportunity to 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 try to better to try to better myself in whatever capacity I could. And it has done wonders. It 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 worked it worked wonderful for me and still is. Those little changes that I've made over the years have added up. They've added up and they are um, they are they are the benefits are starting to show it, it and it takes time sometimes uh, the, and I say benefits as far as like my body my is, um, my body is strong my mind is strong I can run half a marathon half a marathon is what 13 miles the most distance I've put in um, is 15 miles just about 16 miles at once I had never thought I'd be able to do something like that. But I can do it now. Why? But because of the decisions that I made in my life to change myself, to change my behavior, to go on a diet, to start hitting the gym, to start running, to start pushing myself, to start training hard, to start training my mind, my, uh, and to learn as much as I could. And I am where I am right now. But see, the journey is not over. It's, it's going to continue. This journey is going to continue on because I am not done. I am not done trying to better myself. I am not done um, trying to learn as much as I can. I'm, I'm still going to do it. And, and whatever it is that we need to do for ourselves, we should do it. Because it does, it's not only a benefit to us personally, to you on an individual level, it's going to benefit everyone around you, your children, your parents, who you stay with, your friends, your, your close uh, circle of influence. It's going to benefit everybody. And can you imagine if everybody made changes? If everyone around us made positive changes in their lives? How much better would our circle of influence be? How much better would my family be? How much better would my community be if we all took it upon ourselves to better ourselves? To act better, to trust, to to uh, treat each other better. How would that? How, how would that manifest in the neighborhoods? How would that manifest in our cities? Tell you what, there'll be less crime. There'll be less depending dependence on um, uh, on drugs and alcohol. There will be more close knit families. Homelessness probably go down. Hey, how how can it how can it be how would homelessness go down? Well, because I always wondered why are some of these folks where are their families? That's what I wonder all the time. Where are their families? Luckily for me, our family bonds are pretty strong. Um, all families aren't perfect, but. Whenever there has been an issue in our family where where something has came up, loss of a job or getting kicked out of the house because of your spouse or an argument or whatever, we've all helped each other. We've always been there for each other. 
and our doors are always open to to those in need in our family so it makes me wonder what could it be that you see folks on the on the street and and one of the things like i said a second ago is where are their families and it's heartbreaking but so see if we better ourselves if we take the time to if we take the time to make our lives better individually then it reverberates around our family and our community then you can see how okay if we're all loving each other if we're all standing up for each other if we're all helping each other then you will be able to see the possibility of the number of homeless people going down because now they have an outlet to reach out to they can reach out to their families and and seek help but i think that's uh that's probably one of the problems why homelessness is a is a big issue that's one of the problems it's not all the only problem i mean there's there's addictions there's mental health issues there's no telling but at least in some ways we can by bettering ourselves we can mitigate the disasters that exist around us in our community but it all starts with one it all starts with with you as an individual with me as an individual willingly making a a willing choice a decision to to behave in a in a in a different way to act proper to strengthen our minds to love you know it it all starts with me it all starts with you the dalai lama says to be the change you want to see in the world if you think the world is so hateful if you think the world is a really bad place let's start start with you i will start with myself you start with yourself and that's how we're going to change the world one at a time uh oh thesis okay note about the thesis here okay so how does the world know what is right and what is wrong how to behave i mean there is a there is a there is sort of a natural inclination of things that we know like we know what's right and wrong in our mind in our heart it's like um nobody really has to tell us <laughs> you know i mean like murder it's wrong and we just know that but of course there's books there's scriptures and there's teachings of wise men and religions that say do not kill good um so a minute ago we're talking about how do we better ourselves now we're going to get into the part of the thesis so these religious writings the bible uh the torah the dhammapada 
the holy scriptures of uh, of the Hindus. There's a few books. Oh, pardon me. Um, what they try to do is 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 teach. And remember, these stories come down from generations and generations of of um, of um, oral oral tradition. Sorry, oral tradition. These stories have been passed down for a long, long time. And they do have a common thread. The common thread is, hey, behave yourself. <laughs> you know, whoever, the God or God or the gods, plural, say, you got to behave yourself. Humans, why? To make the world a better place. Okay. That's, that's, okay. That's, that's logical. If we all behave, even without religion, even the atheists uh, believe uh in in a morality that exists let's say outside the confines of religion fine the principles are the same though whether it's being taught by religion or being taught by you know an uh, an atheist the, the 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 principles are the same so so these books, these ancient books, these religions, will stick. Will will stick to the Bible, sort of. Uh, well, because that's that's the book that I know the best out of all of the all of out of the holy religions and scriptures. Okay. So the Bible sets standards on behavior. There's two separate sections of the Bible: the Old Testament and the New Testament. We as uh, Christians, believers. Uh, follow the, the the New Testaments, which basically focuses in more on personal behavior. The Old Testament points out more of how a society should behave, how to build a a nation. Uh, it gives you ideas on the structure of rule, you know, kingship. Um, judges, those type of things. It, it gives you a structure, but more on a on a bigger societal uh, societal slash national behaviors, big behaviors. Here's how you govern. Here's how you make laws. Those type of things about war. You know, in the Christ in the New Testament, it's more about personal individual behaviors within. That structure, that first set of rules, which is the behavior of the nation, somewhat. Now, the New Testament tell, it gives us individual personal behaviors for us to exist within those first structures of, of behaviors. So it's more on a personal basis. You know, love thy neighbor. Um, if you're... Uh, Throw the first stone. That who who's out of who's um, who hasn't sinned, you know, you know the things. So it sets a standard for for behaviors. And that's what the Buddha did, also, through his revelation of uh, through wisdom. 
it was revealed to him certain behaviors and he spoke about those behaviors uh, about the 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 uh, attachment to the attachment to things attachment to material wealth to material goods even to family attachment to to women to men the desire for women the desire for men noting that that the attachment is what is what bad is it is what is bad for us so in buddha in in buddhism they talk about attachment in christianity they talk about covet coveting uh, so coveting translated is not desire because desire is is from the heart covet is more like a want i want the best car i want the biggest house i want money that's what covet is i see my neighbor you know so the one of the ten commandments is don't covet that neighbor's stuff basically is what it says and i see how does that translate into modern society okay well my neighbor has a nice car man i want that i want that type of car or f him why does he why does he have you know he's a jerk why does he deserve to have a nice car or a nice house that that is covet is is want um so see that behavior it's a psychological thing now so the the want can overwhelm you can overcome you where it becomes a psychological it has a negative psychological effect on you so can we see the crossover here so here's the thesis here's part of the thesis everything is everything we see the crossover from what religion teaches us about behaviors and we can see the proof in the science in the psychological sciences we can see it because it translates right right there in the scriptures it tells us to forgive why do why should we forgive why because when i hold a grudge it doesn't hurt the person that i'm holding the grudge with maybe they don't even know it doesn't affect them one bit the only time it starts affecting is if if i manifest that grudge to that person and let it be known hey i hate you because you did this this whatever but not forgiving somebody affects me more than it does the other person and see that's a psychological question that's a psychological question so the scripture says forgive the science says forgive because it's bad for you when you don't forgive okay so there's a lot of crossover there so these standards that religion teaches and remember i just want to be clear on this i am not pushing any particular type of of religion i'm not trying to turn um i'm not trying to um to have you change your religion or anything 
what I am doing and what we are doing here together is examining what religion says to us and then comparing it to what the science says to us. And we're going to try, we're trying to see if there's any connection between the two. And we're finding connections left and right. So what religions are trying to do is set a standard for human behavior that works across the board. No matter what part of the world you're from, no matter what language you speak, none of it. It works all the way across. And as, as more and more people um, get in line with one particular behavior, how we spoke earlier, it affects, it starts to affect those around us in a positive manner. Our families, our friends, our cities, our communities. That's what it's for. That's what these things are for. Kind of like an operating system. So I use Android. And Android is an operating system that all these different models of phones and platforms can use to behave in a certain way that is best and makes this makes the easiest way. Um, Android makes things easy okay because android is the is is the is the it's the it's the baseline uh not baseline it's the it's a standard of behavior across all the different uh platforms and devices so we look at platforms and devices you can look at people from different nations, from different cultures and everything, all being able to get on this operating system. Let's call it like the, uh, the operating system. Uh, and then even before the operating system you have, so there's a standard there. There's a standard there that brings everyone together under one standard, Android. So let's look at it like that. Religion does the same thing. What religion wants to do is put everybody under the same standard of behavior for the betterment of society, for the betterment of humanity, for, hu for going forward in human history to what we're going to be. We are here today. Here we go. Thesis. We are here today in this nation, in this existence right now that we live right now because of that standard. And I'm going to say it, and this is historical, and I'm not pushing any religion, but I'm going to say be, because of the standard, what's this? Okay. I'm almost out of time. So I was just going to say, look, because of that standard of Christianity that has been pushed for 2,000 years across the world, we are where we are right now here in America, specifically living the life that we do of abundance. A life of order, our roads, our order, our, our government is, is fine, um, our, our system of governments is fine. I mean, not everything is fine. But we are where we are right now. Look around you right now. Take a look to the left and the right. See that running water, the electricity, the sewer systems, the roads, the lights, everything. This order, this, T-H-I-S, this order that we live in is the result of of the 2,000 years of, of a specific 
teachings of behavior that went out. Uh, and, and okay, okay, you know what? Let's 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 uh, let's adjust that a little bit. And not just Christianity. Christianity. I say Christianity in the Bible because of Rome. When Rome had all the territory and it made Christianity its its official religion, it spread the word into the territories. And when Rome collapsed, Christianity had already existed. And guess what? After the Roman Empire, we had the Spanish Empire, we had the British Empire, the French Empire, and guess what? They brought the word, the Christian word, the Bible, to other parts of the nation, to other parts of the world, sorry. And when then when they collapse, it just keeps going and going. So what I'm saying is we are all on a standard that has been pushed, and it's a good standard, for over 2,000 years, and we are living, we are living the results of that standard and that's why we must continue to use that standard remember it's not about religion it's about the ideals it's about the fundamental ideals of individual liberty of of love and compassion and family and strength and unity and honor and truth that's what it's about not religion not Catholic, not Christian, not Protestant. No, it's the value of the words, of the information, the value of these ideals, of this found, of these rocks, this bound, this 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 foundation that we stand on, of 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 ideals, is what helps us, what has gotten us to where we are right now. And that's why those things are important. You don't have to go to church on Sunday. Educate yourself. All of this, all of these things will become clear to you. All of these things will become very clear to you. But you need the ammunition. You need to fill your mind up with as much as information as you can. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm not scared of the pandemic. You know why? Because I know that there is something greater than all of this. I can see through things. You can. You'll be able to see through things once you once you once you've educated yourself. You'll be able to see through the lies a little bit easier. You'll be able to notice things that you haven't never been able to notice before. Thesis <clears throat> brings, uh, okay, we'll touch on that next time, but I'm gonna give you a hint. Uh, it's, uh, so Jesus cures the blind, and we're gonna touch on that at, at another episode. But you will have sight if you educate yourself, if you seek out wisdom, if you seek out truth, you will have sight and you'll be able to see the world in a much better light. All right, guys. I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, we're hitting an hour mark. Very good. Longest show so far. Thank you for sticking around. And uh, please tell your friends if you like what you hear. Please tell your friends. Subscribe. Rate. Tell your friends about it. Uh, we're going to be doing more and more episodes. I'm going to be bringing you more information. Um, try to get an, an interview or two in here in a bit. Working on that. And maybe a roundtable coming up soon. This is Thesis. Everything is everything with your host, Jay Marie. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Um, and be safe out there. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Wipe your butt. <laughs> Sorry. It's a joke. So the world is going crazy. But here together, we're going to get through it, okay? Find something to do with your time if you're at home. Don't just sit around. Get a book, educate yourself, strengthen your mind, your body, your soul. All right, guys, peace out. Love you guys. Thanks.